You're tuning in to the Black Hollywood Live Network, featuring news, interviews, and commentary on all things Black Hollywood. Hollywood redefined. From Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is Black Hollywood Live, Geek Nerd Tech. Featuring a weekly roundup of tech news and gossip. Black Hollywood Live, Hollywood redefined. You're listening to Black Hollywood Live. And now, the host for Black Hollywood Live, Geek Nerd Tech. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Geek Nerd Tech, last show of the year. The yes, show sir. we break down nerd culture tech news from a black and brown geek perspective. Uh, as always, I'm Joe Braswell. I'm joined by my man Akili Shine, who's sipping on something. What you sipping on, Akili? Man, I'm sipping on a little juice. <laughs> juice? <laughs> no, we, we got the champagne pop, man, okay. to celebrate, you know, a year of shows. Yes. And I'm bringing in a new year, man. Yes, yes. Well, it's good to see no you. Opportunity. And, uh, oh, I can't, I can't shout out Stephen Lemieux because he's not on his mic. <laughs> <laughs> but he'll get back in there. There he is. <laughs> uh, Alexis is not with us. We got, we got our man Steve Lemieux in the booth. On the ones and twos. Uh, lots to discuss here. We, we said last week that that was going to be our last show. We decided we want to squeeze one more in because, uh, you know, because we could. Yeah. So, so here we are. Let me just jump into it a little bit. Um, we'll talk about the Sony hack uh, as again because there's lots to talk about about the whole Sony situation. Um, there's a lot to talk about sort of best of gaming of the, of 2014. Some of the some of the movies of 2015 coming for sure. Uh, award season coming up, so we'll get into that. But before that, let's get into some tech news. Um, there's a story that I really love talking about the sort of the 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 inner the 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 future of human computer interaction. Yeah, and uh, this is something that like. I touched on uh, what we saw back in CES a year ago mm-hmm. when we did. Uh, <clears throat> there was we, we saw a lot of this sort of augmented, sort of touch, non-touching computer interaction stuff on some real Minority Report stuff, right? Remember yeah. the the keyboard that was like <clears throat> a hologram projected keyboard, yeah. and you're typing in the air and you're swiping stuff around. Um, I have Xbox One. I'm I can talk to it. I can I can move it around. I can use it from my Google, from my Google Glass, from my uh, from my smart glass on my phone or my on my on my tablet. Uh, this is the future. Like, well, what, what are they talking about? I mean, I, I think you're, you're hitting it right on the head. Like, there's blurred lines in between um, what's reality and, and what's what's uh, what's visual, like what's virtual, rather. Like, um, in terms of the com- computer being able to, you know, have have hearing or even now have sight. Like, they're, they're developing these microchips in the computers where they can have. 3D vision right. so they can look at you and tell you know your emotions and then and give suggestions to make you feel a certain way well if you're feeling sad today how about you have this like yeah. so I think futurists you know when they kind of like theorize of what they think that the future is going to be, be like and we see it in the movies like we're starting to see that you know, in the present, in reality. And so I think right. as the technology expands and Moore's Law and you know, the processors become you know cheaper to to make and you put more stuff on them like we'll begin to see computers that have have higher sophistication and that's what it is we're getting closer and closer to that uh to that uh cyber cybernet (laughs) was it cyber is it cybernet talking about terminator yeah Yeah. skynet Skynet, look at me the ultimate nerd forgetting about (laughs) skynet um no this is it but one of the things my favorite things about minority report i go back and we talk about this all the time is that you know spielberg 
for that movie got some of the top futurists and scientists and all the top minds of the time right. locked them in a hotel room in Santa Monica for like for like 3 or 4 days and just said here you guys just come up with what you think the future is going to look like at this time and i got to say like half the stuff they came up with is already here crazy you know which is crazy like yeah. like it's really literally all here. so it's 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 really interesting to see uh all the stuff and i will say my back to the xbox 1 I mean, I walk in the room and hello, Brazmataz. Brazmataz is my tag name. It's kind of a whack name, but it's Brazmataz. Hello, Brazmataz. Hello, and it, it's like no, like a no, when I walk in the room, it says hello to me. It's tight. Uh, when I want to change, it's like it's like the holodeck. It's yeah. like um, Picard, like uh, or oh, sorry, oh, sorry, Kirk. When Kirk, right, Captain right, Kirk, right. Is like computer, right, right. That's, I'm like Xbox. Turn to you know, turn to. I mean, it says in ESPN. This, it says in this article, the quote, the quote is, "We don't want to make just a personal computer, but rather a personal computer." A that, computer that interacts with you, engages right with you like a human. It knows what I like. It knows what exactly. I'm doing. It knows what games I'm playing. It knows what channels I want to watch. Like it's it's crazy. Anyway, it's super crazy. Uh, so moving on, there's, there's more. Um, let's move on to uh, the future of cable because um, there's a lot of a lot of these new sort of like uh, every every individual network now is coming up with its own system. Um, to be able to have people pay for it, like you know, it's called called closed knit system, if you if you will, Just different so, business models. Yeah, so like HBO is coming out with one uh, in 2015 or 16, I believe. I think it's 2015, which is beyond HBO Go, which allows you to not. Be, you don't have to be a subscriber of HBO to have it. Right. C- CBS just launched one, you know, for six dollars a month. Yep. You can get all CBS programming anytime you want, including all old school stuff. So you want to go back and watch like the Jeffersons or Good Times or any any old old stuff. Yeah. You can do that. That's for six dollars a month. This seems to be the future. It's the future. So all these networks, it, a it's a revenue stream for these networks for sure. You know, um, b. They can add. They can add their entire back catalog, which yeah. is what I'm interested. If I may, I may, I may just want to watch Good Times all day. You I, know, <laughs> I think it speaks to the consumer's power too, because you look at music. Like consumers don't buy full albums anymore; they no. buy singles or they pick the songs that they want. And right. I think it's the same thing with the, with television as a different medium. They don't want to watch, you know, what's being you know promoted to them. They want to be able to decide, have the power to decide what they watch. And so, even in terms of what they're paying as a subscription, like why am I paying? Why am I paying $70 a month for cable for all these channels that I'll never watch when I could just, you know, I could subsidize that into like $10, $20 a month and, and just get all the things that I like that I'm interested in. So that's Absolutely. kind of like what these cable companies and these new companies are, are starting to think like, okay, well, how can we better serve the consumer? Yeah. So. And it's, it's, it's so, but the question is, is like the, 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 the keystone of all, of all cable right now, the keystone of all ad money, the top dollar is live, live stuff, um, predominantly sports. So what, what's going to happen to sports in this new world of cutting the cable? Because it's all about trying to cut the cable. Right. So what's going to happen to sports? What's going to happen to ESPNs of the world? What's going to happen to live events? Yep. Because you can't, you can't DVR a live event. And you can't, like, you know, um, subscribe. Although CBS does March Madness, you know, you can get all your March Madness stuff from your phones For anywhere. Sure. Uh, I know that e- the, I have a red zone. Which I can get almost uh, most of my games from my phone. I know I that, think that. I think you're answering the question. I know that uh, uh, NFL tickets coming like that. Yeah. MLB already does it. NBA this. already does it. NBA already does this. So what do, what do you think? Because you know, I mean, I I think exactly that. Like, if you want to watch your, your favorite team or your favorite sport, yo, download the app. Watch right. it on your tablet. Watch it on your computer. Like you don't have to watch it through the same traditional medium. What do you think this will be something that will be controlled by each league? Like the NBA, NHL, and MLB will have their own thing, or will it be per team? Like if I want to watch oh no no Sacramento that, Kings. That, I got to pay. I, yeah, it'll definitely twenty dollars a month per, for Sacramento per league. Kings. Per league, they want to you know right. Of course, monetize all that. Okay, so we'll see. It's just, it's just interesting. I, this is something I'm, I want to keep our eye on. We'll see how this 
ends up in 2015. Um, switching to well, before you switch, well, like just a personal question: like, uh-huh. do you do you do you watch more cable television, network television, or, or more stream television? Mm. I I'm I consume most of my stuff on DVR, so it's cable. But I never, but I I, re, I mean, I don't, with the exception of maybe the occasional Jimmy Fallon, and even then, um, I I, I can't think of anything aside for Sundays on sports or basketball that I'm watching live. So sports hmm. is the only thing, and Peter Pan, of course. <laughs> I'm kidding, no, but like, <laughs> I didn't miss Peter Pan live. No, but uh, <laughs> the, you know, the, really the only thing that I'm really watching live. Is I mean the Grammys or even even you know the uh, any event based Oscars uh, award seasons coming right. up. I watch all that stuff and actually even I even tape some of that stuff. Some of that stuff I tape. But I'm saying in totality, most of what you watch is something that's recorded or <sighs> is it like it's, is it Netflix 50/50. or is it it's, like it's fifty fifty like between um, my devices like HBO Go and I mean I have all I, I own I mean I own but I, I subscribe to every channel every HBO Showtime all of it. I don't watch any of it. I watch right. it all of my devices. I watch all my HBO stuff on HBO Go. Right. Showtime anytime. All my stuff there. Stars play like Cinemax, Max Go. Like that's how I'm, that's how I'm consuming all of my stuff. And did you know? Hmm. That's starting in January. Black Hollywood Live shows are going to be seen live on YouTube. So Uh-oh. those are some events that you can watch live well, and comment live. And go ahead and comment now if you're going to be watching them because all the posts are made. So go to YouTube.com slash Black Hollywood Live and check out um, all the upcoming events we have. Friday, January 9th is when we're going to be streaming January. all of them There live. it is. There it is. Thank you. 1-9-2015. But that, but that's, but that's not on my cable. That's going to be on YouTube. <laughs> for sure, for so, sure. so again, yeah, I, I think that, I, well, I think that the, as the years go by, I would be, well, I will be consuming more and more things on my computer and tablet, uh, and on my television, which is a nice television, but still through these same devices. I watch YouTube on my television. Okay. Last you know? question before we yes. move on. So if you had 70 bucks for your entertainment needs, which I don't, through your television, <laughs> go ahead, no. like, are you going to buy the, the cable package? Or are you going to buy, the Netflix, the HBO goes. The I don't. You know, this is an interesting question because I'm, I've, I've, I have a AT and T Uverse right now, which I love, um, and I just have the the, the 450 package. I don't even think about it. I just, I just have it. Um, I know Uverse and Directv merged, so this is the thing. I don't know if I want the dish. So I don't know what I'm going to do. Actually, mm. Mm. I, I haven't thought about that. I didn't think about that because I, I, I got to do the math. I feel like that. So I, I can't imagine not having some sort of. Like I mean, I have Apple TV. I have it all. We, right, right. We, we, we both we have everything, but it's like I don't you know the, the Xbox, all the apps. I got the Apple TV with all the apps. My Samsung TV's got all the apps. My Samsung Blu-ray's got all the apps. Right. So I don't you know I have everything, but I still got my Uverse 450, For which sure. is kind of useless, maybe. Right. I don't know. It's a good question. We'll see how it evolves. Right. Uh, I asked that question because I I what have the you? same challenge. Like to be honest, most of the stuff I watch is either you know recorded or it's movie based. Like I watch a lot of sports, but that's that's pretty much the only thing I watch is sports that's live. Everything else is like recorded or something I'm going to stream. So, like in terms of like an investment, I feel like I'm paying cable for stuff I don't even watch. I don't watch hardly any any of those shows live. Yeah. So it's like, what's the point? It's very interesting. I I, I I wonder about that because I you know I I'm a, I'm a guy who I consume everything. So I buy it. Like I have every, like I, said, I have every device. I have every because I want to have every device. But do I use every device to its full capacity? You know, I have. A tablet and a phone and a computer and a this and a that and a that. And I could get it all, all any way I want to, but I choose to just sort of sit there on my couch. <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm not being smart about this. Hey, man. I know. Let me, what do you do? What do you do, Steve? 
What do you mean? What do I do? I mean, I mean what, how do you how do you consume your media mostly? Do you watch do you DVR? Do you do you do you online uh, apps? I don't know if I should answer that. <laughs> it's, are you a pirate? Sir? It's it's <laughs> definitely uh, it's definitely a combination of Netflix and just uh, SolarMovie.so. Got it. Got it. <laughs> got it. He's taking lots of trips to England. Yeah, <laughs> lots of trips, you know, to abroad. <laughs> Nobody got time for uh, nobody got time for, for cable when you <laughs> yeah. barely pay rent. I got you. I got you. Uh, okay, so moving on. Speaking of paying, let's let's, let's talk about this this ten year old Apple uh, lawsuit that um, it's a sort of class action suit over all the iTunes updates. Yeah, uh, Apple wins. Apple wins. Um, what, what is this? What is the nature of the suit? Do you know? Nature of the suit is essentially that. Uh, a group of people wanted to sue Apple because they thought the app the update that they put out. Was to secure a monopoly over digital media, especially in, oh my gosh, specifically music through iTunes. They thought that the the software update locked their device where they could only download music from one source. Oh, yeah. So, so so before 2006, it was kind of, it was more of an open source situation where you can come in and you can get MP3s from whatever source. After 2006, it made the iPods so you could only get stuff from iTunes. Well, that's what they're arguing, but you know, the case obviously, Apple actually won the argument saying that that's not true. So, yeah, it, had they lost, they would have had to pay three hundred fifty million dollars in damages, right? And um, yeah, because they would have violated the antitrust law, and right. pretty much that law says that it has to be, you know, use the user experience has to be open to every every possibility. You can't right. you can't just streamline one to one thing. So right, interesting. I I, I think I know. I think I was always able to, to figure out how to get all MP3s or MP4s on my on my on my iPod. But I haven't had an iPod since. Man, I can't even tell you when I had an iPod. I mean, 2006, I didn't have an iPod. So anyway, yeah. anyway, I, I get this out. So Apple wins again. Yay for Apple. Let's, yeah. <laughs> let's, uh, we can move on from, from that one. Um, oh, I lost my thing. Um, I'm sorry here. Next is the cereal. Thing. Oh, cereal. Thank you. Cereal. Serial is uh, I, I feel like I'm just I'm just being a dead horse because all I'm all, all the media I'm consuming um, be it a thousand think pieces or a thousand podcasts and blog posts and mainstream articles in like Entertainment Weekly talking about serial and even there's even a funny funnier die sketch right. about serial. Uh, for those who don't know, serial is actually a podcast from uh, the team that brought you This American Life. Ira Glass and those folks. Uh, it's a it's a longtime writer slash This American Life producer named Sarah Koenig, and uh, she does this. It's basically telling one story over the course of twelve episodes. This American Life is more of a magazine style show. They tell multiple stories in one episode. Award winning, excellent, fantastic show. One of my favorites, um, if not my favorite podcast, aside from this one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but Serial has this really sort of revolutionary idea to say we're going to tell one story over twelve episodes. And the story they told is dealing with this murder that's about about a twelve year old murder that happened with some high school kids. Um, and uh, out in Baltimore, hmm. and it, it's a very interesting story of, of of whether or not this guy, this kid, Anon, uh, who's in jail now, serving serving for the murder of his girlfriend, he's always maintained his innocence. Hmm. The uh, they tell the story of how 
you know, what happened, what they think happened, you know, uh, the doubt, the doubts of the case and the thing has unfolded. I'm telling you because you haven't seen it right, right. or listened to it. Yeah. It unfolds into this amazing, amazing story as, like, and you listen to it and within every episode, you're like, ah, oh, he did it. Right, right, you're right. like, oh, wait a minute. He didn't do it. Ah, oh, he so, did it. So they do a good job of building the drama, like well, the structure of the narrative allows for the tension. Well, not that because it's, it, it, it's not laid out. I mean, it, they, she researched for a year, but, you know, she was, she didn't record elements of this, the show uh, ended yesterday. Right. The, the last elements of the show that she recorded yesterday, she just got some information like two days ago. Wow. So it, it was down to the wire. Wow. Now, she's not trying to solve the case per se, but the way she's laying it out is great. And what's neat about it is you, you get it, you hear from all these people. She's interviewing. She talks to Anand on the phone hmm. all the time, recording all the conversations. Dude's in jail. Talks to, the, you know, all the, the, all, all, all the people involved in the story and then tells her version of it. It's really, I mean, it's kind of like a law and order come to life. But really meets one of those, you know, horrible sort of, uh, dateline, you know, dateline so, investigations. So it's like, like a documentary, has documentary elements it's and very then it has deep. like a, a drama structure element to it. Yes. Yeah, so there's a documentary, uh, about 10 years ago called The Staircase that was, uh, that was really, really good. That was very similar to this. It's kind of like in that fashion. Now, um, reason why this is sort of breaking while we're talking about this now is it's, it's, it's really actually known as getting, will probably go down as the podcast actually put podcasts on the map. I mean, I mean it's, it's the number one podcast. Well, it's been, and it's, it's the fastest podcast of five million downloads. It's crazy. Ever. You know, um, and it's, it's, but it's, forget about that. Forget, we, we all look, we live in the podcast world. Podcasts are, you know, we feel in our world podcasts are ubiquitous, but podcasts are not. People don't, still don't know about podcasts. Like, right. I don't have a computer. I don't right, know how right. it works, you know, but, um, but this is the first thing that sort of spills over into mainstream media. So right. like I said, Entertainment Weekly and are covering it funnier than other people like are actually covering it outside of the, the computer world. Red, the Reddit community is blown up over it. You know, places like, you know, um, Vulture and BuzzFeed and, and, uh, and all those folks are going nuts, of course. But, um, what, what's really interesting about this whole thing is, is just that how the, the voracious sort of like it's a podcast that spawned a bunch of after shows. So we mm. we do after shows at our sister station after buzz. This podcast has a bunch of like at least three podcasts. And they well they sit around and dissect yes, each a- episode. After the podcast, yeah. does a podcast talk about the podcast. That's interesting. Now I would think that's ridiculous if I if I didn't do five of those for after buzz. <laughs> and and like, like it. But it's anyway, I think it's uh it was cool about it too is you can binge it. It's all up now. It's right, right, episodes right. you can binge it. Um, it, it, it's, it's really, really, it does a lot for storytelling, a lot for podcasts. And I mean, I, I think that, recommend it. I think that's the key point. Like to, to think now that you can consume something that's in audio form, just in, in audio form mm-hmm. and consume it episodically. And uh-huh. it's, it's that, you know, interesting and it brings you back. Like, I think about, that's about cool. 10 hours, 12 episodes, about 10 hours. That's, that's cool yeah, though. It's very cool. I mean, cause I can't really, I can't put myself in, in a setting where I listen to 12 episodes, like, so, or, to, like, as you say, binge watch, binge listen to it. Well, it's, like, a, it's an interesting effect because the way it affects people, because as you're listening to it, like I said, you go back and forth, whether, you know, like, you think the person did it or didn't do it. Uh, but there's been studies shown when you give someone information in a very short amount of time, like if I tell you a story about that whole case and I took like 30 minutes to do it or five <laughs> minutes to do it, let's say, um, you would, you would be able to form your opinion like that. Right, right. But if I took, if I did five minutes every day for like a week, you might be like, huh, I don't know what happened. So right, right. it's interesting some people who, who actually binge it yeah. are very much like, oh, this happened versus people who like listen week to week and ponder and then, over, then go on Reddit right. and right, then right, go on right. all the websites and then go on, you know, and look, look everything up and Google everything and then come back and be like, ah, you know, it's really interesting. It's really, it's kind of been a fun 
um, experience. I wonder, in, in I wonder if that's culture. like a throwback to like you know the early early days of radio, where you know the you know people would listen to radio and, and listen to it because the people were telling stories. And I don't know. I don't. I don't know the history of it as 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 well as I should. But I don't know if it was broken down episodically back then, where they would tell stories week to week or day to day, and you would have to like you know tune in to to catch up to the story. But it right. sounds like it's like the early 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 Cereal. days. Of you have uh, you have like the old old science fiction radio shows. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, Dimension X. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. <laughs> that's it. And those were called, gentlemen, those were called cereals. Cereals. So that's, that's, that's kind the, of, that, that's okay. the whole thing. The so yeah, so that, that, that is the thing. It's, it's really interesting. So, um, really new waves as we're telling stories. So that's that. It's very cool. Um, next, um, more and more prosthetic thoughts. We, we did a lot of stories on prosthetic, uh, limbs and arms. And we did the one last week of the people who sort of able to 3D print their own prosthetic arms. Right. Um, or prosthetic hands, which is cool. We did, um, some other stories. There's this new story of this guy who's actually able to, to yeah. actually control his arms with his brain. That's crazy. And this is really awesome Terminator 2 ish right yeah, here. Yeah. He's a double amputee. You, you managed to find, like, the most terrifying photo of this guy, though. Like, <laughs> like he's going to get me. Man. Like, kind of. I, 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 he's the one who did it in serial. Forget Anon. He may, maybe he did it. He's, well, he's a double amputee, lost his arms in an electrical accident. And exactly what you said, he's able to control his arms with his brain. And what he's been trying to do is put a quarter into a soda machine and be able to pick up the soda all with, you know, controlling, all with using his mind. Right. And, like, that's something that he's building up to in, in, in stages. But I think this is fascinating because, I mean, like, he, he's not able to take um, the prosthetics out of the laboratory yet. Mm-hmm. But, like, when, when they finally fine, when they fine-tune it to the point where he can actually use it in real-world in real world situ- situations and scenarios, I think it'll be amazing, like, to have right. this technology, oh like, here. Like, I, don't, I lost my arms or I lost my leg and all I have to do is think. Hey, pick that up or throw a ball or whatever, and it, and it does that. I I don't, of, and I don't know how it works, but <laughs> well, I have a bit of a technical question for you. Do you think with those two um, prosthetic arms, he could um, do better stop sit-ups? It, stop it! I saw it. I saw it. Do better sit-ups. He could do some sit-ups. No, that's not nice. That's so disrespectful. That's, I, that joke's from Ray Pratt. Actually, my, my friend Ray Pratt texted me that joke after he showed me this picture. What? I'm like, look at this guy. It's amazing. He's like, could those arms help him do some sit-ups? <laughs> You mean push-ups? <laughs> Something. God bless them. I can't do what you. Anyway, mean. that's it's it's ex- ex- excellent technology. So there's that. Right. Um, so now let, let's let's transition in back into this uh, the Sony hack situation. There's so so many things to talk about in terms in, in terms of the Sony hack. The first thing um, is we have news which we didn't have last week, which is I had it last week. You didn't have it last week. I'm the one that said it. No, you're right, but North Korea didn't do it. <laughs> I didn't say North yes, Korea you did. It. I didn't say they didn't do North, it. No, they found out that North Korea didn't do it. Is that a Joe Brazzle invitation? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good... Wait, that wasn't Joe talking? <laughs> <laughs> That's like, for those of you on iTunes, that was not me. Uh, no, uh, so it turns out North Korea is behind the hack, is behind the Sony hack, so... Uh, and uh, it, w- the United States has said there, there will be a response. Now, they, they, North Korea did made a big fuss about this movie almost being like akin to an act of war, and there will be something will happen. Well, something did happen. Uh, they're, they're taking down Sony. They, they're really taking down Sony. In fact, the Guardians of Peace, as I've, I've already uh, 
announced that there will be a Christmas surprise. Exactly. So we'll see what that is. But uh, I have to say this: like, I, I can't be mad at that position though, because if if another country were to do a movie where a, a living sitting president was assassinated, yeah, like, I think we're people, coming to get Obama and hang him. Exactly, people you know? would be in an uproar. So I mean, yeah. from, from that perspective, like looking at it balanced and fair, I, I mean, I think the people could you know be upset about it like they love their leader that's their culture whatever it is that we here in 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 america agree to or don't agree to but that's their their culture yeah that's their leader so for for their leader to be made made a made a buffoon like i'm sure it hit a a sore spot for him well it's interesting that sony did you know they look they they went after sony and not after america they had this and look sony put this out uh, we're going to take down this corporation, um, you know, and uh, they're they're doing a pretty good job of uh, of, of I'll say taking Sony down, but they definitely done some damage here. Um, damage. But it got it got a little real um, when Sony, um, well, the, you know, the Sony had always planned to release the movie; it was never like going to be pulled. But then there was some there was some some threats that sort of came out, like the, the Guardians of Peace sort of uh, went against their name and was saying things like remember 9-11 and yeah. you know, things are going to happen at these theaters and so one by one all the major cinema chains, Cinema Mark, AMC We don't want, uh, we don't want to play the movie all started like pulling, pulling yeah. the movie which then prompted Sony to say well, um, we're going to pull the movie because, right. and, and look, this is just my, my side note on this is, I don't think Sony was doing a noble thing or a cowardly thing, like Sony, I don't Sony's driven by dollars and cents. That's it. They pulled. They pulled the movie because they had nowhere to show it. Exactly. Like they did. Like literally, if if any one AMC said, "Well, we'll still play it." If any one theater chain said that they'll play it, this movie would be playing. Exactly. It wasn't about they, the movie needs. It's all about dollars and cents. They want a wide release. They want this movie out. So that was their 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 their, their way of sort of saying we have nowhere to pull it, and that's where them saving face for sure. And then not saying we have nowhere to put this movie because all these theater chains pulled out. I mean, yeah, but I mean that's that's the that's the narrative that they went with. But I think uh, Obama said it. It's like okay, there was a, a bombing at the Boston Marathon. Doesn't mean that the Boston Marathon doesn't go on because you know a, a terrorist threat or a terrorist act. Like you still you still go on. You still live your life. And I think by you know consenting to you know, them saying they're going to do whatever, like it gives them power and it, and it's, it cites it as an example for others to, to use it. Like, well, okay, well, if, if, if a company, if we could bring out a company just by, by declaring words, like we're going to do this, like imagine what, imagine what the next step is. Yeah. You know I'm saying so I mean, Putin's got to be laughing of drunk and some vodka laughing at us right now. But no, but this is, this is kind of speaks to the heart of what terrorism is, right? I mean, to the act of terror is, you know, the whole tactic of terror is to sort of disrupt the other person's way of life, way mm-hmm. of thinking. So to make them change your thing, you do small, mm-hmm. so you presumably small things with large ripple effects. Yep. That's what terrorism is. It's not just war. We're not like when you nuke some Somebody, that's not terrorism. Right. When you when you drop a bomb, that's not terrorism. Terrorism is these small things, and so this this is exactly the, the desired effect. And Sony gave it to them, yeah. which I which I which I really disagree with um, the fact that they did uh, do that. And I think that there's been a lot of uh, via Twitter and otherwise a lot of uh, Hollywood and beyond have been speaking out for about, sure about Sony doing this. Man, Sony is not doing well. Not they at can't, all. They're not coming out well in this between the, between the rude emails and the you know on and, all sides, and, all all fronts. Like yeah. they're they're doing bad. I mean, I I feel like in terms of like the the freedom of speech argument, in terms of you know artists, creatives, you know having to silence their their creative, you know 
piece of work because of this. Like, I, right. I think that that says a lot. Like Obama said, "What's next? Is it a documentary? Is it is it a news story? Yeah. Like what? Like what's next? Like yeah. like who who's to say that you know the 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 whatever the next group is going to be like? Well, I don't like you, Joe Braswell, and Geek Nerd yeah. Tech. So you know whatever, whatever. I mean, like, it's 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 interesting. I mean, of course, you know, Obama's not going to come out on the side of Amy Pascal after she like talked all that ish about him on, on the emails. <laughs> so, you know, Obama's like not exactly going to be a son of Amy's best friend, but yeah, I mean, I think, I think he's right here. Um, what do you just, what do you, a bunch of questions for you. Like, what do you think is going to happen to Amy Pascal? What do you think should happen to Amy? Anything? I mean, I think, I think at the top of the year, they're going to make some, some uh, executive changes. I think someone in, in the, in that on, I think someone is going to replace her. Mm-hmm. Um, so you think she loses her job? I think she'll be demoted or fired or something. Is she, yeah. is she fired because this whole thing sort of happened on her watch or is she fired for the deflammatory, all, all the things uh, she all, said? A combination of both. I yeah. think, I think, I mean, I don't think you can really separate the two. Right. Like, I think, you know, we talked about this last week when you're in a leadership position, like you can, of course you can have your opinion, but don't use the avenues of your company to communicate your opinions. If, if they're an, if they're a joke, if they're serious, like you, you have to, you have to own, own, own that. So th- these are the consequences that in the world that we live in, like when you speak your mind through these, through these avenues, like there's consequences. And right. so, you, okay, you want to say it's a joke now because it's out, but come on, like you keep it, keeping it 100, like right. You're using a company email to to make jokes like that. That's inappropriate. Right. Right. Yeah, but keeping it 100, it's just like the the sexual pictures that got out. It's sure. it's a leak of privacy, and news corporations should not be reporting it and spreading news that is private emails between two parties. Why shouldn't that? They? that well, hold on. That, that that's the next question. I'm gonna ask that question. That's that's a good point, Stephen. The news. The, the the other tier of this, the other point of discussion here, the other debate is is sort of like so. These are these are private. Like there's there's a big section of our news media. Uh, you know whether it's BuzzFeed on the, on the internet side or even you know the variety in Hollywood Reporter. Hollywood Reporter has been all over this. Kim mm-hmm. Masters has been all over this story. Or whether it's you know we're talking about like NBC, you know <laughs> other other corporations who are reveling in this. This this story's been reported on like 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 very sort of like voraciously the people wanting this information and people can't get enough like these are characters in a movie but these are actually real people and more importantly it's not it's one thing to talk about the Scott Brutons and Amy Pascals of the world and the and the Aaron Sorkins and the, and all those people but what about the thousands of employees you know my my good friend Bonnie uh, as well who who got their information just plastered on, on the world. It's, there's so many people. This is like Jack in accounting who didn't ask for any of this. This is people's lives. So what is I the mean, responsibility but, yeah. of the question is, what is the responsibility of the news media here in covering this story? I think the responsibility of the news media is to always be truthful. It's to always to report what is. They're reporting what is. Right. Like, and you let the people decide. You let the people make a determination of, of what but, they think about it. But can't you just say, wow, North Korea... Uh, North North Korea North North Korea hacked Sony and there's a lot of private information on the internet. That's weird. Are you gonna be like guess what they said? But the role of a news organization is to do research at a high level, right. and you're supposed to provide that to the people. Right. Like that's the point I mean, it's of the all, it's all, it's all of the news internet. organizations. Right. I mean, Stephen, what do you, which how do you come down? On this? Okay, so let's say in the in the in the case of a search warrant, all right, somebody goes and obtains evidence that you murdered somebody, Joe Braswell, mm-hmm. by breaking into your house and They're finding catch evidence. Me. Okay, well, because of the Constitution, you cannot be held accountable for that evidence. It's thrown out of court because it was attained illegally. Right. Correct? All right, well, let's say somebody is sending emails that 
says something like um, they hate a coworker, or not like hate a coworker, but let's say people are fired for these emails. Right. These emails were not attained through the proper means of attaining them. Hmm. Okay, so so no and, no Watergate then. There's so many. There's so many. There's well, so many examples, like, but at the same time, it's it's the same. I'm not saying that it's illegal what they're doing. I'm just saying it's the same case as. It's hypocritical for the same people to be like, oh, you shouldn't look at the photos of Jennifer Lawrence. Oh, you shouldn't look at the photos of these celebrities who are naked because they were leaked from a hack. And then the same people are going like, oh, look at look at this article. Oh, this this person at Sony, his email was leaked and it showed that he's a racist, blah, blah, right. blah, blah. It's like it's hypocritical to go both sides like that. I, I, I agree. I, I don't agree because we live in a, a we live in a technological world. And where things can be hacked, like so, and if it's inf- it's information that's being hacked, and so pictures are information too. Ab- absolutely. So you're saying you're saying I'm not calling you a hypocrite if you're saying that it's just the same as the photos being leaked. Wait, wait, one more time. In other words, is, is it the same thing as a Jennifer Lawrence photos being being leaked? Like yeah, someone it, hacked in that. Yes, and it's the same thing. Yes, it's the same thing. Okay, yeah. I'm not, right. I'm not disagreeing with you on I'm, that. I'm saying it's hypocritical for the people who say that the photos being leaked I hear what you're saying. is bad, but, right, right, this, but is this is fine. Not, yeah. I hear that. Because okay. it's the same as if, 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 let's say, a head of Sony emailed a naked picture of himself to another head of Sony, and right. that got leaked. It's the same thing. It's Absolutely. all information. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and so, but I guess what, but what is the responsibility of the news media in terms of being able to report on this stuff? I mean, is it enough to say, hey, it's on the website, go check it out yourself? Or is it like this whole, like, sort of, uh, when you ask that question, so what, so it's a fine line. What guess they, what Scott Rudin said. What are they supposed to report? Guess what, guess what Aaron Sorkin said. What are they supposed to report? Uh, How is it supposed to be reported? I think then? it's sad that we live yeah. in an age when the news yeah. aren't reporting on the event, but they're reporting on specifics inside of it. Because yeah. if you look at it like the event, yes, report on the fact that Sony was hacked and information got leaked. But the fact that the headline news is a head of Sony called Angelina Jolie a spoiled brat. Right. But what's an what's the role of an investigative reporter to go deep to get the, the facts, the information? 132 children were murdered the other day, and we're reporting on a goddamn Sony leak. I, I don't I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with what you're saying. I agree with you in terms of what gets precedence in the media. What's what gets you know reported consistently and over. What's get shoved down our throats and minds. Like I, I understand that, but I'm just saying like it's still information that people want to know well, about. This, but this is actually like not not, not and I, I agree with you. <laughs> I agree, with, I agree with both of you on this, but I think that this speaks to like the even the larger issue of like at a certain point, you know, we're not going to be able to be uh, spoon fed what's the most important story. So, uh, you know, we're, we're going to the the the, the 132 kids being murdered, uh, whatever's going down in, in in civil unrest in New York based on the uh, protests versus Angelina Jolie is a brat. That's all going to be fed to us at the same time. Now, if we're talking about traditional news, where Walter Cronkite or Dan Rather or someone else or Peter Jennings, I'm, I'm really dating myself. <laughs> Brian Williams wow. is uh, is saying like our top story tonight, Angelina Jolie. You know that that that's a problem. But I think we're getting, we're, we're headed towards a society where it's just going to be out there, and it's going to be up to us to figure out, find out what our top story is. And that's what I'm saying. You you could you determine what news outlet you want to get your information from, right? Like, there's a huge difference between Fox News and and, and MSNBC or, or, or Democracy Bu- Now and right. and whatever or BuzzFeed like, and CNN or yeah. well, I mean not so much BuzzFeed, but BuzzFeed maybe like. Uh, uh, Al Jazeera. So, okay, I get it. Um, well, the one thing that did come out of the Sony leak that was interesting, well, a lot of things interesting, but that that was sort of unexpected is there's this uh, there's a Snapchat. The Snapchat CEO Snapchat was talking about um, uh, coming up with something to compete with Google Glass. Did you read that? Yeah. 
Like, what's uh, this company, this startup company called Vengeance Labs? Mm-hmm. And essentially, they've made, you know, uh, uh, eyewear technology that's very similar to Google Glass, but the difference is that it's a little bit more stylish. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't have all the, the the cool stuff that Google Glass has. It has some technology where you're able to take some HD videos, snap some photos, and upload them to the cloud. Um, but it doesn't have like all the, the the advantages or all the technology that a Google Glass has. However, the, the advantage or the difference is that it looks a little bit cooler. Right. So that's the difference. Uh, Snapchat, huh? Yeah. Well, that, I mean, that's interesting. That came from the Sony League, so that we we have that to look forward to, right? At least. All right. Well, sh- shifting gears dramatically, let's talk about some year end stuff. Um, I just want to run through some of the the top video games. And this has been some of this have come out. What are the best video games of the year? Um, my pick. I, I, I'm this. My personal pick actually is. I'm really loving. Um, I, lo- I love Destiny. I love Call of Duty. But Alexis are here. She can talk about Destiny. But I, but I I'm really play Destiny. You like, oh, you like Destiny? Oh, dude. Yeah, I'm gonna go play it tonight. Okay. I'm, I'm really <laughs> in love with it. I'm, I'm like, it's a deep, it's a deep dive. You're a PS4 guy, right? Hell yeah. All right. Well, we can't. We can't. <laughs> I'm gonna mess Crota up, man. <laughs> <laughs> Destiny, which did not make this list, however, is, is fantastic. But this list on the Verge talks about uh, Far Cry 4, which people really like. I haven't played that. You played Far Cry 4, Stephen? I haven't. I'm really tempted to buy it for Christmas. Though. Okay. Because I, 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 Far Cry 3 was was good. Um, Far Cry 4, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's supposed to be good. Uh, Diablo 3, people are loving. It's a form of a PC game. Mario Kart 8, which you can't go wrong with Mario Kart. Um, Titanfall, people are really loving, which I, which is still good. It's really cheap right now, actually. Titanfall is like, like 20 bucks right now if you want to go buy it. Like brand new, it's like 20 bucks. Uh, Dark Souls 2, people are loving. And then a Dragon Age, which my friends are playing the heck out of right now. You play Dragon Age? No, I don't have time. Uh, that's, yeah, it's, You gotta sing. Days and yeah, I don't, God, I don't, I, don't, I mean, like Destiny's enough. Destiny's like you know is is really you could you can you know you can play it like a shooter or you can you can go right, deep, right, right. you know. So, um, uh, but I'm really loving. Uh, I'm really actually looking forward to this Grand Theft Auto heist online thing, which is good. Hmm. We talked a lot about Grand Theft Auto Five last year. Um, it's back next gen. Same 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 storyline. Same everything. Next gen for for both PC uh, PS4 and Xbox One. But they've come up with this new. Uh, thing called the, called the heist, which is, allows you, all of us online, to sort of go like I can get it, and build a crew and actually go do heists together using your skills, my skills, Steven's skills. Right. Uh, that's something I've been teasing for almost about eight months that that was going to come out, but they said that it took a little longer than they expected to get it together. Right. Um, because it's a little more trickier than they thought, but it's finally here, and I'm, I'm looking forward to that. So. I want to I want to put out a new argument for you guys. Yes. Here's here's a here's a gaming topic. Yeah. What do you think of them releasing games that are unfinished and then charging for DLC to finish the game? Because oh. what's what's becoming more and more uh, acceptable in the gaming industry but pissing a lot of people off is games like Assassin's Creed Unity where the day one update has been up to 7 gigabytes just to fix the problems of the game because the producers are telling them to get the game out and they end up selling an unfinished cut. Uh, yeah, this is this is this is kind of one of those age old problems of you set that like, it happens in movies. It happens. It happens. You set it in record industry, um, but in the video game world, it's it, it's a real problem because like you said, that same it happened to the iPhone six. But you set a release date and expectations are high. You have a, a literally a one hundred fifty to two hundred million dollar game Man. that's supposed to come out on a massive title like Assassin's Creed or or Halo uh, Halo Five, which is coming. All these other ones, and if it doesn't drop on that day, people are going to be pissed. Super so they pissed. drop it, but if it drops and it's not finished, people are pissed. Yeah. So I don't, you know, but but the, 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 I think it's first of all, I think it's I think it's horrible, Stephen. But I think that the, the you really face with no choice. I mean, number one, you got to get that money of that those day one, those day one and night before midnight sales are when you make 
like really the bulk of your money. You hear all this like one billion dollars on night one, but also. Um, you know that's because with video games, once they're released, people buy them, consume them, yeah, they're play gonna, them, they're gonna buy them, regardless. them and trade them. Yeah. You know, so like it's really that first week, and so I think it's totally crappy, totally shitty practice. But I feel like that that that's going to be, be become the norm because we know that they, people know that people are going to buy them anyway. Exactly. That's the, I was going to say exactly that. It's the practice. It's the norm because like people are always going to be excited about the new game. That excitement, that anticipation, right. like the marketing. You know, up up. Up until that date point, like it's gonna draw people in to to buy the game, so they're gonna use that to their advantage, regardless sure. if the game's finished or not. Like they'll be able to come up with another game. You know, like so, like it's not like the fans are like, I'm never gonna buy a video game from that company again. Yeah. It won't happen. Yeah, I agree. So we'll see. Uh, and last but not least, uh, let's talk about uh, foot movies. Um, 2015, the year of the tent pole. A bunch of movies coming out. Um, let's just take this opportunity to, it's a giant, giant list of movies. I mean, I mean, I don't even, we, we does for, but they, they get bigger. It seems like they, as we get closer, uh, Avengers 2, Age of Ultron, Ant-Man, Star Wars, Episode 7, um, Jurassic Park 4, Warcraft, the game, Bond 24, Pirates of the Caribbean 5, who wants to do that? Terminator, <laughs> uh, Independent State 2, which your boy, uh, Will Smith. I'm sorry. Is uh, he even going to be in it? I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm say uh, Hunger Games, uh, Mockingjay Part 2, uh, Finding Dory, which is a Finding Nemo um, uh, sequel I'm looking forward to, Assassin's Creed, the film, Fantastic Four, the film, um, uh, Inferno, the Da Vinci Code threequel. That's cool. So I wonder if that, that's got to be Hanks, right? Oh, he's got to be in there. Has to be. Uh, and then, um, and then Kung Fu, and the, and the Kung, Fu Fa- Kung Fu Panda 3, which I thought 2 was one of my favorite movies. It's a great movie. Alan Chipmunks 3 and 4 and Cinderella. Wow, that's a big year for all these Temple films. I it mean, is, you know, that's at least fifteen films. Uh, is, is there enough room in the summer? There's only three months in the summer. Of course, there's enough. I room. mean, there's all that, that's only twelve weeks. We got like hey. fifteen movies in twelve weeks. Someone, some, no, someone's not gonna make it. Yeah, somebody's gonna get. <laughs> somebody's gonna get knocked down. Someone's gotta get pushed to like yeah. April, May. Yeah. I mean, I guess you know, I don't know. Um, I, you look, I, I, I got nothing. I think that um, I'm excited for about two thirds of these. Yeah, some more than others. Uh, I'm really hope the Terminator is good, but I, I doubt it. I doubt uh, it too. Independence Day two, no. Star Wars, Star I'm Wars is probably my number one. Hunger Games, Hunger Games. I mean, I'm just really upset by this, that they split it into two. I know it's going to be good, but I just wish they would just gave it to me in one three hour movie instead of splitting it into two. But whatever. James Bond, those are my those are my top. But of course, the Sony leak says Amy Pascal says that 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 script is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> but or one of somebody says the script is bad. But uh, but I I, th- I think it'll be good. Um. All right. Well, that's it. We have lots to Speaking look forward of to. Movies, yes. Yes. Go see. Uh oh. <laughs> what have you seen? Selma. Oh, it's excellent. Oh, you saw it already? I saw it. I saw a screening. Oh, look at you, Mister Screening. It's excellent. I, I I really want this to be good. It's excellent. Okay, good. I want to yeah. see it. Oh, good. It's that's excellent. a good look. Okay. It's, it's not. It's not like the Butler at all. Please don't let it be like no. the Butler. But, no. Butler was. The Butler was whack. I wouldn't say it's whack. I say it's whack. It's not whack, but this one is excellent. Okay. I'll say the butler was whack. In hindsight, I think the butler was whack. At the time, (laughs) I was like, it's all right. Now I'm mad at the butler. Okay, good. Um, Well, that's it for for 2014. We'll see you next year, 2015. Uh, uh, Where can we find you, Akili? You can find me at Akili Shine on Instagram and Twitter. What about you, man? Where you at? Uh, I'm at Twitter and Instagram, Joe K, at Joe K Braswell, Joe K Braswell. Uh, but in wonderful year, thank you so much. We will be back in 2015 with One more five. Geek Nerd Tech. Cheers to you.
from producers Maria Menounos, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, Kevin Undergaro, and the entire BHL crew, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us at info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I'm your BHL announcer, Scipio. Instagram me at Planet Scipio. Thank you for tuning in. Hollywood Redefined. <laughs> the views expressed here are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.